New York and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you have any questions for our guests, there are many ways you can contact the show. You can post a question on our wall on Facebook, Skype us, send us a tweet on Twitter to at The Organic View, or you can contact me directly at June Stoyer on Twitter. Today my guest is Dr. Anne Louise Gittleman, and we're going to be talking about her book, Zapped, The Hazards of Electronic Pollution. In today's world, it is impossible to avoid technology. We use it to make our coffee in the morning, send messages to friends on Facebook, microwave food, and get it worked on on our laptops. Basically, we're being zapped. Today, 84% of Americans own a cell phone. 89 million of us watch TV that is basically beamed in by satellites. And we can't even sip a cup of coffee at a local uh, coffee shop without being exposed to Wi-Fi. I mean, even if you go to the train station or if you're just driving down the road, they have these hot spots where you can pick up Wi-Fi very easily. I mean, it's amazing. And the very electronic innovations that have changed our lives are also exposing us in ways big and small to an unprecedented number of electromagnetic fields. Invisible pollution surrounds us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, interrupting our body's natural flow of energy. And for some, that pollution has reached the point of toxicity causing fatigue, irritability, weakness, and even illness. So on today's show, I have the pleasure of welcoming Dr. Anne-Louise Gittleman, and many of you are already fans of her, but if, let me tell you, this is a subject that not many people are talking about, and we're going to talk about why that is. So I would like to welcome to the show Dr. Anne-Louise Gittleman. Good afternoon, Doctor. Good afternoon to you, June, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. Pleasure to have you on. I mean, you're, this book is so incredibly powerful. I really started taking a look at some of the things that I wasn't even conscious of that I was doing. And it's such an eye-opening book that I think people need to read and also share the knowledge with their children, especially their children. It's especially their children. And, you know, the concept that electromagnetic pollution or electropollution from all the gadgets that you mentioned could, in fact, be harming us, I think is something that is, that is very strange because our lives are so intrinsically enmeshed with some type of digital device. You know, it's almost like telling somebody, June, that your shoes are killing you. That individual is just going mm. to look at you with great dismay because <clears throat> so much of what we do in this day and time is dependent upon wireless connections, whether you're in a coffee shop or whether you're in the air, whether you're on a cruise line, whether you're in the privacy of your own home. The problem is we're exposed to about 100 million times the amount of these artificial and man-made frequencies and even our grandparents. We really don't know the cumulative and chronic effects. It's really interesting that the way that we're wired, and I say that with every pun intended, (laughs) the way that we're wired, we don't seem to think that things are a problem because we need to see them. We need to see the damage. We need to see the destruction in order to take action. And one of the things that really rattled me about Zapped was in the very beginning when you talk about 
the initiation of a phone call on your cell phone. I would like you to talk about that because I think that is something that everybody that is listening to the show is going to make some pretty big changes very quickly. Well, the reality here is that there are many of us that are using cell phones. I think that over half the homes these days are wireless. And the problem is that when you're actually making contact with the cell phone tower is one of the most, um, shall, shall we say, invasive times that the electromagnetic field can affect your head. So the closer that you have this little mini microwave oven, which is in effect what a cell phone is, and the closer you are to disrupting the brain, and there have been studies in the Journal of the American Medical Association that shows that there's a certain portion of the brain when exposed to the cell phone radiation loses its ability to metabolize glucose effectively. So we know with some hardcore study that is out there that there is something going on in terms of the way in which these artificial EMFs are affecting the way your body, particularly your brain and your heart, operate, because after all, they are electrical. So the first rule of thumb is this, that when you're actually dialing uh, your, the party of choice, you do not want to hold your phone near your head. You want to hold it at least six inches away from you. And when, in fact, you are in the car, it's really best not to use your phone at all. I mean, there's there's not just the disruption of, of not paying attention to the road, but we know that there is some cognitive uh, effect that may, that may impact the brain, too. When you have a poor signal, it's really very important not to use the phone. The device itself has to really amp up to its maximum to get a signal from a distant cell tower. So you really should be limiting calls in your your car, in the subway, in the elevators, in the malls, in other places when you can't get a strong signal. Or better still, let your fingers do the talking and send a text because when you do that, you're keeping the phone the farthest away from your body. Those things I think are important for everybody to know on the get-go. I don't think any of us are going to give up our cell phones, our iPhones, and any of these uh, comfortable gadgets quickly, but I think that we need to just exert some common sense so that we don't expose our most vulnerable areas to their electromagnetic fields. And this is something in particular that men should pay attention to, especially where they're carrying their cell phones. <laughs> uh, that was, you know, when you read this, and then you just think about the logic behind it. It makes perfect sense, but unfortunately for most people, unless it's pointed out to them, you really wouldn't even think about it. No, I, and, I, you know, and I understand that better than anybody because I was a cell phone addict. I'm actually an addict in recovery, quite frankly. And if it weren't for the fact that I had a little parotid gland tumor, which, thank God, was benign, it's a, a salivary gland tumor that... Um, was taken out in 2005, I never would have connected my cell phone habit with this little tumor that came to uh, a light upon the underside of my jaw. I then began reading lots of research that suggested that those individuals who kept their cell phone against one side of their head for several hours a day were 50% more likely to develop the salivary gland tumor on the side of the head in which they kept their cell phone. 
And there have since been lots of studies in peer-reviewed journals that suggest that the rise in parotid gland tumors, and all kinds of problems, by the way, with uh, auditory gland tumors, uh, neuromas, problems, of course, with brain tumors that we've heard about, all of that has definitely been proven to be on the rise when we have uh, at least 2,000 cumulative hours of cell phone use. And, and how many of us really keep track? Not many of us in this day and time because the cell phone is like another, you know, it's like another appendage. You see so many people using it, it gives you the, gives you the feeling that this must be very safe because everybody is using it wherever you go. But the fact being is that they're exposing themselves to really uncharted territory and that many of us are becoming electromagnetic sensitive, at least 35% of us according to some studies. And when you consider that the average female spends about 14 hours a month just chatting on her cell phone and then sends or receives not anywhere from 650 to maybe 750 text messages, well, that's kind of chilling so that you're being exposed in some way or another to electromagnetic radiation, which the World Health Organization recently said was a type of carcinogen very similar to lead and asbestos. So perhaps we're on the verge of a real epidemic, you know, a kind of a public health SOS that is very much like what happened with the tobacco industry, with long-term HRT, with tanning beds, Agent Orange, DES, you name it. Uh, This is Mm. something that will eventually come out when the science is so clear-cut that we can no longer ignore it, and many of us are not feeling well, so we're going to have to connect the dots. In regards to a cell phone SAR, or its specific absorption rate, which is, folks, for those of you that don't know what this term means, it's basically me- it measures the amount of radio frequency energy that's absorbed by the body when using the headset. Now, Dr. Gittleman, do you know what the um, what the levels that the FCC allows with cell phones in this country, in, in the United States, rather? Well, I think that if you take a look uh, at some of the studies that have been out there, and I know that the Environmental Working Group generally, they list cell phones in terms of the safest phones where they have the lowest SAR, then we're, we're in a better place. But I'm going to be very honest with you. There are many individuals who are independent scientists that don't think that the SAR level or a cell phone with a low SAR rating is necessarily healthier. There's a lot of controversy in reference to that because there are many other types of electromagnetic waves that you can be exposed to from your cell phone that could be a lot dangerous. So then again, you're choosing a device that has a low SAR rating and that may not be the element that is the most toxic. What I think is important is that if, in fact, you do use your cell phone a great deal, there are and you text or you carry it in your pocket, as as we shouldn't, but many people do, or God forbid you're carrying your breasts that that I now understand many women are doing in their in their bras, that you have some sort of protective case that can actually uh, transmit some of those uh, waves back to the cell phone tower rather than allow your body to absorb them. And those are available, believe it or not, on the market. What is your opinion of the hands-free sets or even the little earpieces uh, to enable cell phone users to be hands-free? Like well, the Bluetooth. safest choice, uh, that's a good question. I think that the safest choice is one that uses what they call a pneumatic air tube. That's a little plastic air tube near the airpiece 
since plastic doesn't conduct radiation. So to me, that's what the safest thing to use is. Sometimes it's not as convenient, and certainly um, using your phone on speaker mode, which also isn't convenient <laughs> sometimes no. in public spaces, may not be the answer. But for hands-free calling, definitely this little plastic ear tube, which is uh, which is available on the Internet. I think they're, they're selling them all over the place at this point in time. What I think you want to be careful of is having a wired headset because the wire on many of these devices can actually act as a conduit from the electromagnetic radiation. This is the non-ionizing low-level radiation, but nonetheless, it affects you biologically, and that may affect your head. So many wireless headsets contain radiation-emitting transmitters, quite frankly, and that's why I'm I'm against them. That's why a little plastic air tube would probably be the best bet. Just get one that's very comfortable with that earpiece. Just out of curiosity, Dr. Gilman, how does this affect animals? I mean, most people have dogs, cats, birds, what have you. How do all of these different... uh, frequencies affect the animals? Well, quite honestly, there are many animal activists out there, uh, very namely uh, one of your New York Times best-selling writers and and authors of uh, books on electromagnetic fields. This is B. Blake Levitt, who's an award-winning New York Times writer as well. She's written extensively about how every aspect of, of the, the ecosystem is affected, all living species, from animals, humans, plants, and even microorganisms. Um, she feels that we're seeing problems in the birds because so many of them um, have to navigate around these cell phone towers. We're seeing problems with bees to some degree as well as bats, and that it's been well documented that wildlife itself is known to abandon certain areas when cell towers are placed. So there is something to be said about this particular part of the electromagnetic spectrum, which is the radio frequency radiation, that is known not only to be an immune system suppressor among animals, but it is also a known immune system suppressor among human beings as well. So I think it's not just the humans that are being affected. It's truly the health of the entire planet that may, in fact, be in great danger from this newest environmental concern. So you can add that to everything else we're concerned about these days. It's, it's, not, it's, you know, it's not a pleasant topic. Nobody is talking about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. But when you're in touch with as many people as I am that have very strange symptoms since getting um, oh, a smart meter installed in their home or to have just gone completely wireless in their homes or just use a cordless phone, which for many people is more deleterious than just a cell phone, and then they start having problems with their vision, with some nauseousness, chest pain, shortness of breath, ear tingling, maybe skin rashes, itching and burning, all kinds of, of eye problems and respiratory problems, then you know something is afoot and you've got to make some lifestyle changes that allow you to use this technology but safely and soundly. It's interesting that there are so many people that have multiple wireless devices in their home. And if you think about it, it's not just the cell phone, it's the wireless router. I myself have a wireless router and I noticed that I had interference with my own computer every time the cell phone was near the computer or if I had a remote control uh, that was for the TV that's in my office near my computer, things wouldn't work. 
And it's just amazing that when you're trying to troubleshoot different problems with the computer or if the computer just freezes, for example, because there's so much interference and the computer doesn't know which way to go, that one of the things that tech support will say is, by the way, do you have a wireless router? Do you have a wireless this? Do you have a wireless, with, you know, and they'll tell you, shut it off. And they will also recommend that you hardwire as many things as you can. Smart, smart, and, smart. Exactly. And the thing is, is that some people that have been through that experience understand that we need to take a step back because even though it seems more convenient, it's not it's not helpful, especially in a productive working environment, if every time the cell phone rings, you have interference or if your cell phone is um, uh, trying to connect to a wireless uh, device, it's slowing down your, your main computer. I mean, there's so many different factors con to consider in addition to the health risks. There most definitely are, and that's one of the problems that we're finding with the smart meters that are taking over the country. They may not be as accurate in terms of reporting data, and so some consumers feel that they're being overcharged and so on and so forth. I mean, there, there are lots of adjacent issues that come into play, notwithstanding the very definitive health impacts. And I think people really need to know that there are lots of independent scientists out there that have done some pretty fascinating work with regard to the health impacts of EMFs. And I think most importantly, we have to understand that based on the work of Dr. Martin Blank, uh, who was a professor at Columbia, that the problems with EMFs have to do with the concept that they are like any other environmental toxin and that the cells in your system react to this low-level non-ionizing radiation is something very potentially harmful and so that the DNA recognizes these fields even at these extremely low levels of exposure and then your body produces what he calls stress proteins or heat shock proteins. Uh, you, you secrete actually about 20 of these heat shock proteins which then put your, your cells on lockdown. Nutrients can't get in, toxins can't get out and the brain is particularly susceptible to all of these things. You start to lose calcium, the blood membrane or the mucous membrane starts to decalcify. Individuals also find that there are leaks in the blood-brain barrier. DNA can torque itself and change itself, and so there can be some genotoxic effects from generation to generation. And then maybe more importantly, a lot of people are just complaining about the inability to sleep until they get that wireless router or cordless phone out of their bedrooms. So one of the very practical things that I think we can use as a takeaway message here, June, is that even if you've got a lot of these digital gadgets and you know you're not going to hardwire everything, why don't you try to get a good night's sleep, for heaven's sakes, and get it all out of your bedroom at least and just see what happens. Do it as a little experiment. We find that children that have a lot of ADD, ADHD, and individuals that have that intermittent awakening, perhaps between 1 and 3, 3 and 5, and then just simply can't get back to bed, that once they either unplug all of their electrical devices and remove the wireless router from the bedroom and the cordless phone from the bedroom and the computer from the, port, uh, the, the, the bedroom, or at least disable the wireless router, finally they're able to sleep. And I think it's the quality sleep that... I'm concerned about because that's the way your body regenerates and rejuvenates so that you can take another day of this constant assault. So just shutting down the computer is not enough. You have to actually unplug 
all the appliances as well. Or at least keep them three to six feet from your head. Yeah, they all exhibit fields, uh, and they're fields that can be measured. They're individuals that can go around in your home or in your apartment that will measure these these types of fields. When I wrote my book, when I wrote Zabbed, I had one of these individuals who came from the building biologists and ecologists. They're at buildingbiology.net. You can find maybe a local person in in your general area and they will come into the home with very sophisticated meters you know this is not mystical science by any means they come in and they can actually tell you what you're being exposed to where it's coming from how you're being impacted and how many feet you have to move your bed from the wall or change the placement of your refrigerator or stop with the wall fans and then get and replace your dimmers it's very interesting we were being impacted in my home and i live in I don't live in New York. I did live in New York. I live in Idaho where there is a cell phone tower that is within, oh, and a mile and a half from my home. But uh, it was beaming pretty extensively into the into the bedroom uh, where I sleep, and the meter that the gentleman used, the uh, building biologist that came to my home did the did the measurement, said, my God, this is one of the reasons you're not sleeping properly. And sure enough, we made some corrections and a lot of those corrections people will be able to find in the book we changed a few things we actually painted my painted the walls with a radiation absorbing paint believe it or not we sleep inside this very special mesh material it's like a canopy that also stops the radio frequency and now i'm sleeping through the night which was unheard of for about 10 years wow that is a very long time without a proper night's sleep yeah, well, look, I mean, insomnia, intermittent awakening is a real hidden epidemic in this country, and I dare say a lot of it may be the constant barrage and the stimulation of cortisol and the, the, the uh, stress proteins that are produced when the body is being bombarded and zapped by all of the cumulative and chronic fields that you're coming in contact with. You see, when when smoking was a problem, you could step out of the room, you could step out of the hotel, you could step into a corridor, you could step outside. The problem that I see is that this is 24-7. This doesn't stop. And although you can't see it, you can't feel it, you see your body certainly knows the difference. And many people we're finding are having problems that are, have, been, have been very strange problems. But once they start making some of the adjustments, whether it's sleeping in a room where you're unplugging everything or just using a landline like I am on right this moment, getting yourself grounded where you're surrounding and infusing your body with negative electrons, which are very helpful in terms of providing antioxidants. You're, you're making a shield, kind of an impenetrable shield, that will affect your system. A little bit of melatonin, maybe some CoQ10, more magnesium, and voila. You know, you, you got the best of all these worlds, and you can start to protect yourself against, as I, as I tell everybody, the uncharted territory of electropollution. In regards to some of the common issues in a household, what do you think are some of the uh, some of the things that people can recognize in their home and take immediate action and say, you know, for example, with the microwave, remove the microwave, <laughs> something like that? What are some quick uh, suggestions for our audience as far as some things that they could do uh, today? I think one of the interesting things you can do is inspect your microwave oven because what we're finding is that the microwave oven itself 
it doesn't necessarily leak, but when you keep using a microwave, you find that the seals become loose so that the door, the interlock safety devices on the door uh, become a little loose, and you really need to replace that with a newer one. So I would say that it's really important, particularly that you don't stand in front of the microwave, go into the next room, if you will, and um, that would be the most important thing because when you start measuring, we find that the the length of exposure of that little microwave oven sometimes can be 15 feet from the source of the microwave. That, to me, is important. Disable your wireless router at night. That's huge. You can do that. And while you can, and people are going to say, oh, this is so inconvenient, but this will make a big difference in terms of the health of your heart. I think everybody should replace their cordless phones. The research that's come out of Europe suggests that the cordless phone is a lot more dangerous to the system than the constant barrage that we're getting from even your cell phone. And so it's constantly transmitting signals 24-7, the handset, the base set, and I think you should disable that. Get yourself a corded phone for as it's long as It's not that easy to find the them, market. though. They're on the market. You have to, you have they, to they're, look. They're, they're, they're dinosaurs, but, you know, yeah. you, you can get them and just go retro with that. That's a huge <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's interesting. I, I had an issue with my phone, and that was one of the, the suggestions that my provider made to buy a corded phone. And I said, okay, you know, not a problem. I just figured I'd go to the store and find one, one, two, three, and lo and behold, everything is wireless. Well, see, well, yeah, I know, but you have to go online. You certainly <laughs> go online. Go on. One of our sites must have, uh, I think that's where we got our phones from, Less EMF, for heaven's sakes. But I'll tell you something else that people can do, which is a lot of fun, June. They can get an ordinary battery-operated AM transistor radio, and it will pick up radio frequency fields. Wow. And if you can just walk around your house, tune it between stations until you get a little little static, which will indicate some type of electrical field, and wherever you go where there's something that's emanating the radio frequencies, you're going to pick up static, and then you will know where some of these fields are emanating from. So just move your furniture or move yourself away from the field as practically as you can, and that's what something everybody can do, whether you reposition your sofas or your chairs. So that's a very easy fix as far as I'm concerned, just a little cheapy AM transistor radio, <laughs> which you should have anyways in the house in case of emergencies. Another question that I have for you concerns children. It's really difficult as it is to tell kids, okay, put the DS away, put the, the other games, the Wii, all that away. But the problem is is that you'll get them to listen and take a break, read a book, go play outside, what have you. But the, the problem continues when their friends come over because it's really difficult when you have a group of kids and you can tell your your kids what to do, but when you have the friends come over, it becomes a little bit more cumbersome to deal with without having to look like the mean parent or um, have other parents look at you like, okay, you're totally weird. Uh, you know, you don't let your kid do anything. Or you know, it, it's amazing how people look at you when you're just trying to protect your child. So the question that I have is. How can you protect your children from the exposure without making it seem as though you're being compulsive about it? <laughs> it's really that is, tough. That is, that's a tough one. I'm going to tell you that's such a tough one. 
Let's put it this way. The Europeans are far ahead of us in some of their understanding of electromagnetic fields, and they are now forbidding uh, wireless phones in schools in France. That's number one. Number two, uh, Russia, Germany, France, I think, uh, are just three of the countries that I've heard about don't feel that women, that children under the age of 18 should be using a cell phone, if so, only for emergencies. And look at all our kids that are on smartphones 24-7. I'm not sure what the real answer is other than to say that kids will be much safer if they text rather than call. You get them to use a headset. And, of course, if they don't phone or text while driving, that we know, no-brainer. I wouldn't have a phone in the bedroom. And please tell your kid to keep their phone away from their bodies while they're turned on. Um, these incoming calls and texts really do cause a little burst of radio frequency emission that penetrates the body, so you shouldn't be carrying your phone. That's just another reminder of something we said in the beginning of the program. Have them stash the phone in some sort of backpack, purse, or look up those covers that we now can use on the phones that are protective to some degree. Thank you so much. And Dr. Gittleman, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. It has been wonderful having you uh, talk about your book and help to educate our audience about what they can do in their own homes to protect themselves, their animal companions, their children, and their friends and their neighbors for the most part. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. And... Folks, if you'd like to visit Dr. Gittleman's website, please go to www.annlouise.com, and that's spelled A-N-N-L-O-U-I-S-E.com, and you can keep up with everything that she's doing as well as all of her books. And, I mean, there's just so much information there, and it's a great way to really learn more about the things that you need to know in order to protect yourself, your, your family, and your home. Uh, Dr. Gittleman, thank you so much. Thank you so much, and have a very unzapped day. <laughs> thank you. And, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great weekend, folks. <laughs>